Oh, does anyone have anything funny? Anything at all? <laughs> Is there anything uh... in this world? Because I, I am regressing. I told this to Travis earlier. I am. I restarted Persona Five. I'm reading Nausgaard. I'm only watching like long Taiwanese dramas or rom coms. I deeply, fundamentally crave the attention of other people, and that will not happen for you know s- seven months. I mean, uh, you know, the Browns won a playoff game. Uh with a bunch of their key guys out against a team that they barely escaped uh, from their backs up, backups the week before. That's pretty funny. That is true. That was like... I wish I wish I got to... I wish I got to enjoy that for more than one day before another one of my teams got crushed in embarrassing fashion. It was fun, though, to be like, tonight, we are the protagonists. And then tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. it's... Well, at least one of these teams gets to lose. <laughs> in this game, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But for that one night, we got to be the protagonists. Though I was deeply annoyed with all of the, like, I don't know what word I want for. Just the people who were like, I'm getting nervous. And it's like, you're not a Cleveland fan. Shut the fuck up. My um, uh, my culture isn't a costume. Uh, only we can be. <laughs> stop, stop being anxious okay. about this my, game. My, my, my culture I, I is saw, similar. I, I was saw, getting nervous. <laughs> yeah. I saw Bill Barnwell. I mean, there are a few fan bases that can understand anywhere near what it's like to be a Browns fan other than the Lions. Although the Lions don't have that history of getting really close and then fucking it up at the last moment because the Lions generally don't get we close. Just, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's correct. As I said, both the new Browns and old Browns have won playoff games more recently than the Lions, who are 0-4 my life. Sorry about it. It's fine. You know, the good news is Pat Fitzgerald won't uh, grant us an interview. So I'll be safe from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, do you think... Er- oh, speaking of interviews, uh, we should mention... We are are the new coaches of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's correct. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! They're trying a new thing where they hire a hive mind. Uh, We all bring something different to the table, and I think two out of the three of us wouldn't decide. Yeah, yeah, hold on a sec. (laughs) We must all bring the same thing to the table. (laughs) We would all be one (laughs) consciousness spread over a few bodies. That could never happen with three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, what do you mean we are a hive mind? We are. I call all democracies hive minds. It's it's a sort of um, Damn. creative license. That says a lot about society. <laughs> Steve, no, that, that's Stevens, a U of society only. That's what it says a lot of. Uh, anyways. But anyway, when we're Eagles coach, we won't bench our good quarterback uh, to tank. Um or to decide what Nate Sudfeld can be. Counterpoint. Uh, also, though, counterpoint, we will absolutely do that. That was the well, right call. Well, tanking will tell you we tanked, is, they did. is what'll happen. They spent the whole week before saying Nate Sudfeld was going to play the second half. Did they do yes. that? Yes. Look, there were multiple. What were people mad, what were people mad about? Because they, because they, disgraced, because they, all... they disgraced competitiveness of football by not allowing a 6-10 and 10 team a chance to get into the playoff. No, they were just mad because they wanted to be mad. They were getting sanctimonious. There was no reason. We could have seen Daniel Jones lose to Tom Brady instead of Taylor Heineke. What the fuck? What the fuck? 
what the fuck is wrong with people? A lot See, of things. Have you noticed? Yes. Turns out, wait, hold on. I, I guess. I guess we are. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We are a hive mind. Because we share we all, this one opinion. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Fucking echo chamber in here. That's true. We have ban- we have banned all people with opposing views from being on this podcast. That's why Matt's not on the football uh, side of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So. We are the Jim Harbaugh got a new contract. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh has been extended uh, for half as much money and a much lower buyout. So we should have just done the introduction and then actually just been able to talk about. this. Oh, yeah. This is big dumb time. Christ, it's Big Dumb Ten on uh, Sleepy Tuesday, a depressed Tuesday. Stephen Dowden has taken off his headphones and he's walked away. He's he's removed one of his socks and I think he's crying. He's Hello. holding a banana peel. He's he's holding what appears to be two bananas. It's two bananas. I'm so hungry. <laughs> also, there's Travis Marmon. Hello. I don't know if I said that I'm Ian Benson, but unfortunately, I am. You're B. You're B. And Benson. Yes. I am. I am. Our friend Jeff Daniels was there. I think it's fortunate. Today, no, there is no fortune in today. Jim Harbaugh's new contract is funny. Yes, we, because we, we we can find the silver linings, I guess, where we need to in life. Jim Harbaugh's new contract was basically we're going to fire you later, but right now we couldn't deal with it. There's no. There's no buyout. Basically, I mean, a, a lower buyout than most Big Ten schools. The they could pay him up to eight million dollars a year, which is a more like what we'd normally see from a Michigan level coach at this point. But he has to do things. His incentive structure starts at something he's never done. The lowest incentive, the low, like the lowest goal that gives him another million dollars is win the division. He has never done this. He has never finished better than third. So to me, that's hilarious. Basically, they said, we'll hire you if you're a different person. <laughs> like, Was beat Ohio State on the incentives? No, it's not. No. It's not oh, on the they incentives. Couldn't, they couldn't put that they on can't the incentives. Do that. It's too specific. Of... Yeah, because these they could. Are... They could. Yeah, no, but they can't. That'd be the most desperate roasting. Th- like, that's like. It might even it might even be harder to do than to win the division, like, 
beating Ohio State might be harder than just like hoping that they have like kind of a disastrous two loss season in conference. No way Michigan wins the division without beating Ohio State. It's just like Ohio State's not going to lose two games in the division and then beat Michigan. I, I mean, is there I guess- a way that they could have it where it was like via the tiebreaker? No. What, they would need to like beat. A, they would need to. Michigan would need to beat them to win via tiebreaker. So what, what I would be was, saying is like what, Ohio State has like a Purdue minefield game and like a Michigan State minefield game or a Penn State game or just some other. There'd injuries. have to be another pandemic year. What if Michigan? Where they don't play. But what if Michigan beat a team that beat Ohio State that beat Michigan? What happens in that one? They would still Ohio lose State a tiebreaker to Ohio tiebreaker. State because of head to head. You're right. Well, you're right. No, there's no way that they could all be. Yeah, they, they, would, need, they would either need to yeah. be Ohio State or they need Ohio State to find a way oh, to lose two no, games. Oh, no, 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 you're right. No, you're right. Where there's the three-way. Yeah, it'd be that a three, it would be a three-way tie. Is oh, what it, is yeah. What it like to then, be. so like that Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech year or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. where it came down to like happen BCS with, rankings, it might be something That could happen like with Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, but then you'd have to, then you'd have to live in a world where with similar records, Ohio State uh, is lower in the playoff ranking than Michigan, which is just unlikely. Um, they would need I to mean, like w- lose a big non-conference game right. too, or something. They would need to lose a non-conference game. That's that's what it comes down to. Okay, so that's so but there's. You might there, be right. You might be right. There's the scenario. <laughs> there, that is the scenario. Ohio State loses to Oregon, beats Michigan, loses to Penn State. Michigan beats Penn State. They're all eight and one in conference. Uh, Michigan. I would I, like to take Michigan. Umbridge. Let your let your let your erection die down at this point. I would like to take um, umbrage though. Happen. with the way that you outlined it, in one way only. That it's, it's Penn State, not Indiana. Exactly. Um, I I did I did realize that as I was talking, so I'm glad that you called me out. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing?" Hey, I mean, hey, look, don't forget, Michigan State, even in bad years, is liable to trip up one of those teams in a stupid <laughs> <Right>? fashion. <laughs> But they need to be. <laughs> but they would need do. to be. But Lansing. they need to be in a three-way tie. Like it doesn't matter if yeah. they beat Ohio State and are four and five. You know. Then, no, you're right. Then, that, that's the other way that happens, which is Ohio State loses to an Indiana team, and you're like, "Wow, Indiana's arrived." And then they play Michigan State, and it's just like, "Ah, fuck! It's a minefield. Ah, <laughs> fucking shit! <laughs> it's happening. Ah, son of a bitch!" Yeah. And you're like, "This season's a disaster. It's got two losses." It's so funny that we beat Northwestern this year. It gets like, <laughs> what a dumb, what a dumb thing that occurred. I would say what a dumb year. What if we, hey, hey guys, what have we learned this year? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Cause I, I saw, say, we learned that Venables steals signs. We learned that, um, Najee Harris is real good. Cause it feels like we learned nothing this season. <laughs> I would say you know? we as a country collectively learn nothing. Welcome to our national uh, championship review episode uh, where Ohio State got smoked by what now we're like, is this the greatest college football team of all time? Because that conversation always has to happen after at the yeah. end of every season. Like, uh, would like to see them play last year's LSU. Uh, get the get the Bill Simmons time machine. Open I think up those last year's holes. LSU's better because their defense is better. Um, but... Obviously, yeah, extremely good Bama team, uh, unstoppable uh, offense. This 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 Bama offense at full health though is what I question against. Oh yeah, with Waddle yeah. and Devonte. Yeah, I don't know against that. Like you're like, yeah, that defense is really good. I was like, I might just be a shootout still. Uh, yeah, 
Because uh, got... if, Waddle, if Waddle had played most of the season, what would their points per game be? Yeah, I I got yelled at a lot by people who aren't you guys for implying that Ohio State should never punt and never kick a field goal. They absolutely (laughs) Uh, should never have done those things. Yeah, I got I got called dumb and got upset online uh, at my (laughs) friends, not not strangers, my friends, um, because they kicked a field goal off on fourth and six at the six fourth and goal at the six. And and I was like, that was that was game. That for me, I was like, really that's game. dumb decision. I can just watch Bridgerton or something, have a more yeah. productive night, honestly. And I didn't because yeah. I'm a fool. No, I mean, like, the actual analysis is just like the game was over once Ohio State decided that their defensive strategy was going to be we're going to let them in the red zone, but we're only going to stop th- where we're going to stop them. And then Alabama was like, cool, we're going to open up space in the red zone like you've never seen before. And then, uh, well, congrats to Texas for finding a way to make this all about themselves, you know? Yeah, Sarks like in the on the la- on in the at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was around the moment where they did that fake bubble screen uh go route thing to get in like inside the 10 uh when they were up like I don't know 50 um I, where I was like I took a second to just be like, you know, this offense is fucking beautiful. It is, <laughs> like, it it is, is majestic. That play it, where it, the play they drew up where Devontae Smith ran into the backfield like he was gonna like run a reverse and then turned around and then just like ran a little wheel route out of the backfield with no one on him was one of the meanest plays I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, like um uh Crispy Bound of Smart Football talked about this where he was just like the def- Ohio State's defense does a lot of like cover three and high school stuff designed to, you know, out athlete you, which works a lot of the time when you're playing uh teams that you're the better athlete of against but when you're playing almost exclusively nfl talent with an nfl play caller like it's gonna it's gonna get shredded that's when you I, have, I, that's I, when you have tough borland covering the heisman winner and that's not good oh my that god was, that was a god, hilarious thing god bless happen. tough borland though like in that moment like god damn god damn oh jesus i i worry the about, most exposed I, to human beings ever been in their entire <laughs> life i worry about ohio state getting stuck because I don't think these coordinators are good enough to win championships. Uh, and I think that they're good enough to win the Big Ten every single year. And I don't think that they'll get replaced. And I don't think they're good enough to get swiped, right? Like, neither one of these defensive coordinators has any head coaching buzz. I, yeah, so, but, um, I mean, I feel like we had similar-ish conversations last year after the Clemson loss. Of, like... Well, they might get stuck and then they beat the shit out of Clemson. So I have no reason to believe that next year they won't just come back and win the title. And we're all like, okay. Yes, you do. Cause Justin Fields is gone. <laughs> next man up, baby. <laughs> yeah. We'll get CJ Stroud or Kyle McCord in here. Or Jack yeah. Miller. Or, or next I'm year's sorry. the year where they're just like, Oh, okay. You know what? We need to change up the defense. I don't know. Like they haven't, the way the sport has moved, there has increasingly been the willingness to cut ties with people on as they don't perform. And, you know, we haven't had enough Ryan Day as head coach to determine whether or not that's the case with him because it was only a second season and only a second loss. But right. Another like, right. you know, another playoff exit or something like that or not even making the playoff. That might be like, all right, it's time for change. We're going to shake up the coordinators. 
I have no reason to believe that Ryan Day is capable of losing a non-playoff game. <laughs> I have no evidence that this can be done. And until then, I'm just going to assume that he will not lose unless the team he's playing is in the in like clearly one of the top two teams in the nation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, who... Because there was no non-conference this year, so he didn't really get any of those tests either. I don't. It was supposed they, to be at. They it was play supposed to be year? at Oregon, right? Which who they probably last year they played. Oh, they had it. Sorry, last year they didn't have a marquee non-conference game. Like Cincinnati TCU, was their best one or something. TCU pulled out. Um, right. Yes. T- they were going to do home and home against TCU the year before. Uh, oh my God! I I was in. Where the hell was I? I was in Puerto Rico for the Ohio State TCU game. Why was I in Puerto Rico? Oh yeah, because my brother-in-law. Uh, anyway, that was a weird. That was just a weird viewing experience for me. Uh, but the yeah, so the the hardest game was like Florida Atlantic or whatever. Yeah. Um, who had a good year? That was Lane's Florida Atlantic. But so there wasn't one next year. It's Oregon. Like they've got Texas lined up. They've got Notre Dame lined up. They've got like it, it's really uh it's really Ohio State is a fun non-conference schedule. I'm glad you mentioned Notre Dame because I did enjoy the moment last night on the timeline when people were starting to be like, "You know what? You guys were too hard on Notre Dame." As <laughs> like Ohio State was was doing this, you know, just getting getting the shit kicked out of them and they're just like, "You know, Notre Dame was only down 14 at the half." And uh, Roger Sherman pointed it out, right? And it shows that the playoff yeah. committee did make the right decision, which was Notre Dame lost by 24 to the team that lost by 21 to the team that lost by 28 tonight. Like, it did work perfectly so that we could be like, yeah. well, what did we learn? Well, here's the, how these teams are ordered. The reality is, yeah, Alabama's in a class by itself this season, and that's fine. That's often how it goes in college football. It's unfortunate in a in a sport with 130 teams that often there's just one that's way better, but it's yeah, not you, a sport that's designed for parity. Did you see that Saban championship stat? Seven. Yeah, well, not just that he has six seven. in the last 12 years. Uh, uh, you're, you're, uh, and also the other 129 coaches have a combined six. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, are you trying to think who they are? Dabo. Ed Ogeron, Mac Brown. Oh, Mac Brown would have been the Les one. My, Les Miles, Kansas head coach. Yes, you're right. I yeah. forgot that he's one of them. Okay, so wait. And then um, Jimbo, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jimbo. And that would one. be all of them? Then? Yeah. Because there's six between those some in whatever yeah. configuration. Yeah, because Dabo's got two. Does Mac only have one? Mac's got the one. Okay. Yeah, I would have met. And there were, shade, there were shades of his, of Bama's first title under Saban in this game because much like when they beat Mac Brown, uh, they injured a team's their opponent's star player early on with a somewhat innocuous oh. looking hitch to the shoulder that just left his arm limp. Oh, like what yeah, to that, McCoy. Was so, that was really a huge like Master Teague is just not good enough to 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 play in a national championship game. I mean he 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 misses holes. He doesn't like break tackles. It keeps it kept looking like he was going to break the tackle and then he'd fall down. Uh, it was it was a sad day for Master Teague. Um, I do want to get back to this just just because I want your opinion. Um, so something that that I I did end up thinking about when I was thinking about the whole never punt, never kick a field goal thing uh, in a game like this against this Alabama team. So in order to do that, you have to acknowledge which coaches just cannot do. 
that your defense is not different than any other defense. Your defense is not going to magically perform better than every other defense in the in the league. You have to, but then but then you have to basically tell your defensive coordinator, "Hey, I don't believe you can stop them. No matter what you do, I don't actually think it can be done." Which is why uh, when we are the Eagles coach, it'll work great because I'll say that I don't know which positions we're all going to be, you know, doing. Well, I'll be head coach. Okay, so it's but I imagine it would be like head coach. <laughs> There's no slash, position coaches. Yeah, like we would all operate as the three. You know, mm. uh, you know. Uh, so so your head coach slash offensive coordinator. I'm head coach slash defense coordinator. Travis is head coach slash mm-hmm. special teams. Yeah, we got. We want to make sure Travis works with all sides of the ball, all the players. He's got to know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has yeah, to know so all the players. I feel like if we made that, you know, in the, when we're the Eagles coach, when we say that to you, you'll be like, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the best chance for victory." Uh, this is a really good. This is a really good case for monarchy. That just <laughs> one guy makes all the decisions. There's another term for those two: dictatorship. Uh, yeah, just general authoritarianism. Well, okay. I do really like the idea of a football world where there's only one coach per team. What that would look like, uh, like peewee I, football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I I played football with only one coach in sixth grade, <laughs> but at the collegiate level, because like I was trying to. I was my girlfriend was asking me last night like how many coaches are involved in ah. college football team, and I was like, well, okay. You have your head coach. You have your coordinators. Sometimes there are assistant coordinators. There's a guy for every single position. Some people have a vague title like offensive quality control assistant. Um, there's a guy who's just Graduate in charge of game assistant. tape. There's grad assistants. Uh, and often a lot of these guys can't even coach at all, but they're just there to help recruit. Yeah, there's a lot. And then there's also a recruiting coordinator, which is a whole other thing. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot. There's 100 guys to oversee, like... I want to complain about Ryan Day a couple more times. So okay. clearly Alabama had better players, right? Nobody's going to dispute that yeah. overall. Congrats to Alabama for not trailing in a game since October 17th. Was that Ole Miss? Um, Georgia. Well, yeah, they were so, losing to Stetson Bennett, the fourth at the half. Right. I forgot that. Um, but that's just because they so, like to psychologically torture Georgia more than anything. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's a little... Like Losing to them at the half, like Ohio State was, that's a sign of respect. Trailing, beating Bama, that's when they that's when they got you. So, at one point, with 150 left in the half, Ryan Day call, dialed up three straight runs and punted. Now, this is one of the only, one of like two stops the defense had all game, to, and Bama didn't end up scoring. But at the halftime interview, he said, we just wanted to get out of the half. What the fuck are you on? Get out of the half? With you just score on every to effort stop to, the bleeding. <laughs> like like but like they could have scored and Justin Fields was throwing dimes like against that team you're going to get out of the half. I just it's just I that's mind-boggling to me. That's my like get out of the half. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you on that one, Ryan Day. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say he was wrong, but I'm not gonna treat it like that. Um, that's that's my that's my my stance. Nah, uh, fuck him, <laughs> Stephen. Earlier, I have no reason to believe he will lose a game that isn't in the playoff. Stephen, now fuck him. Coward. Oh, for one for one decision, you know. Yeah, it's, we no, saw I a mean, lot of cowardly decisions in postseason football this weekend. 
Uh, oh, oh yeah. my god. So like Ryan Day doesn't quite rank up there with Mike Tomlin or Mike. At Rabel. least he's not Mike Tomlin. Oh god. Mike that Tomlin was the, worst the thing about of the week, right? Not like Mike Tomlin did it twice. For those, he kicked on fourth and two and fourth and one. Yeah, for those and who don't his know. his explanation for punting uh, well, he down didn't 12. want to give up the field wa- position momentum. Yeah. Wanted to keep the momentum going in terms of field position, a thing that does not exist. He wanted it's bad to enough me- to cite momentum. It's much worse to cite moment- field position momentum. He wanted to keep the momentum going because he knew that if he didn't punt, Ben Roethlisberger was going to throw a pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, in the time it took me to say that Ben Roethlisberger has thrown another interception. Travis, what you don't understand is that uh coaches on the sideline it's under this this like little cloth that sometimes just looks like it's you know covering the bench they lift it up and they've got a bunch of uh, little spectrum spectrum meters oh. and uh it's all of their momentum meters and so there's field position momentum there's turnover momentum there's uh there's um uh line push momentum there's injury momentum so so it's a very it's a very when we complain about, um, you know, play calling and these decisions, we can't see the momentum meters because if we did, they'd break. Uh, it's one of those sorts of magical things where where if people saw them, then then then. But that's why someone like Mike Tomlin's won so many Super Bowls, despite being an absolute moron, is he has he has the momentum it's meters. Won a Super Bowl. Oh, that's a lot for your average human. That's Just true. Like That's more than, much, to, than most of the earth has ever done. I'd say. I'd say so. Most, fo- yeah. most football coaches. Have I ever was done. gonna say current active NFL coaches with Super Bowls. There's like Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Belichick, obviously. Uh, uh, Pete Carroll, Mike McCarthy, Andy Reid. Yeah, and I think that's it. Now that because so. um, Doug Peterson is dead. Yeah, because uh, Peterson got fired, and we are now stepping in to replace him. Um, uh, we're gonna trade. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can get trade, a Super Bowl ring. We're gonna trade Carson Wentz weeks. to Pittsburgh. They need a oh, new still have, Do we still have Carson Wentz? For some reason, I thought his. I don't know why I thought his contract was up. I don't know. Why. <laughs> no, in fact, it's quite the opposite. No, his contract. Oh, did they gigantic. sign into a huge contract recently? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, it's hundreds of millions. Who's gonna of dollars. Who's gonna accept that trade? Indianapolis. Philip Rivers wasn't actually bad this year. Like they lost by like three. He, he only signed a one-year deal and might just retire. Oh, yeah. uh, I see. Fair enough. Maybe the Steelers. They have nothing to trade, which is really funny because I saw a lot of people posting like photoshops of Deshaun in a Steelers jersey, and it was like, "Y'all so thirsty." Like, what are you going to offer the rest of the team so that you can recreate the experience of the Houston? Uh, Texans for him by just having yeah, absolutely send nothing. Juju to Houston and then <laughs> bring him in. Yeah. Juju's a free agent. Yeah, they no, their 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 team is going to be decimated. Like they're losing all their running backs. You know, Juju's a free agent. Half the line is retiring. The other half of the line is also free agents. They were a house if, of cards. If Ben comes back, they owe him like forty-one million or something. In <laughs> it is a forty-one million dollar cap hit. Uh, if they so that, him, that's if, really what's influencing his decision to retire or not to retire. If they want to put him, up with this, but also make $41 million. It, well, but they won't give him $41 million at the time. If they, if he returns, they will have to sign him to an extension and restructure the contract again. So that giant payday that they owe him is getting pushed further and further. Like they're at the point where if they cut him, they own $22 million still. There's, you know, the $22 million cap hit. It's, it's beautiful. 
It's a nightmare of team building. It's like watching Stephen play Crusader Kings and realizing <laughs> that all of his decisions have come to roost in that moment as he's like, well, why is there another crusade against me? Oh, right. I did found a new church. I did establish cool Christianity or whatever you called it. <laughs> it is It is cool. It's a, it's a Christianity where um, it's, uh, it's a sin to be chaste and it's a virtue to be lustful. And uh, gay marriage is cool. Um, polygamy is cool on both sides. So you can have multiple husbands as well. Uh, let's see. What else? You know, just cooler things than what Christianity does. And uh, somebody's mad about it in, at the Vatican. So I don't know. So Stephen will have his third uh, crusade against him just- in the game. I was really hoping you just like basically made yourself like the most powerful youth pastor in the world or something. But no, no, he made he made Jesus he made cool Christianity or nice Christianity, whatever he calls it. Uh, Travis, in a previous uh, uh, regime that Stephen was in charge of, there was another crusade against him, uh, and that one worked pretty well actually for him. His army did manage to capture the well. His side managed to capture the Pope. But when Stephen went to ransom the Pope to end the war, he realized that the Pope was actually being held by a third party that was just like a vassal of an I ally. Hired of his. Some mer- I hired some. Oh, no, was- I hired some mercenaries. So this- and the mercenaries captured the Pope. So this tiny little country, like it was a county in Russia called Belusaru, had managed to abscond it with the Pope. F- it had a fourteen-year-old count, who, inbred who- count. You're just describing QAnon count. as far as I'm concerned. This is <laughs> indistinguishable from Lynn Wood tweets. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was uh, like a a powerful lawyer who became a Q guy, and he recently was saying that the Pope had been arrested. Uh, oh, I saw the whole the Pope was arrested thing, mm-hmm. and I did think of Stephen's Crusader Kings experience. Oh, this is a good opportunity to announce our player personnel manager slash GM that we've hired um, for the Eagles. Uh, we hired Q. Uh, he's going to be our GM. Um, I think it'll be a, a great opportunity for the Eagles. It's great because uh, there is the prison, there is the jail at the stadium, and then we okay. Can... That was at Veteran Stadium, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I thought they had one still at the courthouse. Uh, no, they didn't do that for I, the link. I thought they had that at but, the link as well. Yeah, no. they built a statue of Doug Peterson. And then, like, two years later, he was fired. There's a statue of him and Nick Foles yep. when they call the Philly special. Like, hey, you want Philly yep. special? There, There's a statue of that. That's funny. Because there are so many better Eagles players and coaches in history to build a statue of. But that's the Super Bowl one. So I guess I get it. They built a statue and then they had one bad season. They made the playoffs last year. It was what a stupid. The fuck Philadelphia. Very, very stupid decision. That's pretty like, on brand for the entire city. I just don't like and what the fuck, man? <laughs> Anyways. Congrats, Doug Peterson, on becoming the Jets coach. Do we have much more to say about the championship game? I mean, do you want to talk about the season no, as a whole and what a I, farce it was? So I, I did say I have a you know great respect for Alabama. Uh that is still mostly true. Uh, the number of Alabama players who were playing where you're like, ah. Yeah, Jalen Waddle should not have been playing. <laughs> Why is Waddle getting some snaps, you guys? He literally was limping off the sideline uh, on, on after that catch. Like, 
somebody should, no reason. Somebody should tell the boy we don't need you right now, and you, you go the, get that paycheck. Right. The the whatever backup they have and whatever five star fucking backup they have could have done the stuff that he did in that game just as well without being a huge injury risk. A three star could have done that. In fact, Slade Bolden did do that. So, yeah, I. So I got one other thing I want to talk about. This is about a graphic because you know I'm really pa- graphic design is my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I did know that. Why? Why, why, when they were talking about the Alabama offense, were they orcs? They were Warcraft orcs with helmets, and then they jumped down. So they're just like, you know, uh, what was it? It was uh, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, and Devonta Smith. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, they were like, you know, showing the stats of them, and then they had like these weird CGI characters that looked, I mean, the only, like, they looked like Warcraft style orcs, only they had Alabama helmets on, but they had like the, the chains and the armor and the, you know, the, um, the armor that's specifically on your shoulder, uh, and it's they had spikes on it, you know, stuff like that, uh, and um, it it was weird. And then what happened? So they were on like um, it was like a plateau of some sort, you know, a mesa, mm-hmm. and they jumped down. I didn't see. I did not see whatever this fucking. Yeah, was. Uh, this was early it. on. Yeah, yeah. So they jumped down, and you're like, okay, and they're just like, yeah, they're like a three headed monster, and then Chris Fowler's like, like King Ghidorah. That's for all of you uh, uh, Godzilla fans. Godzilla heads. And also, uh, you know, then he was like, also, uh, shouts out to the legend MF Doom. Uh, that's why That's why that all happened. But my my problem is twofold with this design uh, because the monster that they had looked more like Cerberus. It was like, like a, a draconic Cerberus. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was like a draconian Cerberus. Um, nothing like any Ghidorah. Um, so I was like, why that? And then also, did they get eaten? Is that what happened? Were they they merged like- into. They became that. They jumped with the plateau, and then they did like a fusion dance off camera, and they became Draco Cerberus, Ghidorah okay. thing. And so it's like a Digimon sort of thing. Yeah, or maybe like or like or you know like how like Diglett becomes Doug Trio, but like more intense. Yeah, but Diglett and Doug Trio <laughs> look alike. This is true. Yeah, they they. What the fuck's Doug Trio, out. man? What the fuck is with those Pokemon where they're just like, yeah, sometimes there's a group of Pokemon and then they unite to become a single Pokemon. That was because they hadn't really, wi- they hadn't wishy, worked out. Wishy-washy? Well, that's a whole other story. But like, yeah, Dugtrio and Magneton were both like, we haven't worked out the kinks for like what is going to be the consistent uh, lore in these games. So I was got so these. sure. I was so sure forever that if I fa- somehow managed to catch every unknown in the game, there would be some 26 unknown, large evolution, super unknown, un, 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 <laughs> unknown mon. Yeah, you accidentally uh, you, you Uber, created the Uber band known. Soundgarden uh, from Captain Well, the problem, Stephen, was you were like, there are only 25 unknown, when actually aren't there like 35 or 6 or something they, like that? There there's, was tw- later, there's 26. There's 26. Initially, there's 26. Oh. There's now, there's like exclamation point unknowns. There's and, only 28 now. Yeah. Okay, I thought they, they added... added uh, Question yeah. mark and exclamation point after. I thought there were also after, numbers. That was on me. No. They they went from 26 to 28, but when I was thinking this, there were only 26. And they were like, we just made this child waste a bunch of time, too. Does that count towards these. your living decks to have all of the unknown, or is that a different category it depends on, it, it really depends on what you want like because some people are like well you don't have deoxys unless you have attack defense and special forms and i'm like yeah fuck that 
Who are these people that you're talking to about your living decks? I'm not talking to anyone on <laughs> the internet. Just people the on internet. Smogon forums. Yeah, I, just, fucking, I, just yeah. I don't know. You could be really active on like a Discord. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's, That's going to be isolated as the intro. <laughs> That's the pain he feels inside. Uh, and yes, listeners, we have had our regular Pokemon chat. Uh, what else do we got to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, any any final thoughts on the on the season as a whole, or th- predictions for next year, or what we think, how it's going to look, um, or hopes? Well, uh, okay, here's a thought. Here's a thought that's going to make everybody really happy and joyful inside. So I was so I was reading this article about WHO. Something I didn't know. Did you guys know that at least the Moderna vaccine only lasts a year? Uh, no. Yeah. So I don't know about the Pfizer vaccine, but the Moderna, Moderna vaccine lasts one year, uh, which would mean that you'd have to go get it every year. Well, which I is, mean, I think a lot of these things are just going to be rolled into like flu season and things of that which is nature. Which is fine. But at the same time, if the rollout is as slow as it is and people refuse to take it, there will be no herd immunity and COVID, COVID will be forever. Um, it's just, uh, just a thought for all you anti-vaxxers out there and, uh, all my hopes about next football season looking very normal are kind of in question now. I don't know. Uh, a friend of the pod got the Moderna vaccine, uh, early because the pharmacy refrigerator at the hospital he worked at broke. So everyone had to get it in a 12 hour span rather than the raw they were going to do. So even though he has some of the least patient interaction. He got it early. And I know at least one person who's fully vaccinated now. Good for our friends. Uh, yeah, I don't, the season shouldn't have happened. I think we've been firm on that all year. I suppose I got some joy out of Ohio State beating Clemson. Um, I definitely did. Uh, pay the players and I don't know. Uh, so my predictions for next year, I think uh, the uh, Mariko Tamaki and uh, what is it, Dan, uh, where is the name? Oh, just tell me. Um, uh, it's Mariko Tamaki. She's going to be the first uh, writer on a mainline Batman comic. I think that's going to be a really great thing that I'll look forward to. Uh, it'll be great. That'll be fun. The first what writer? You just said the sorry, first writer. Sorry, I thought I said woman in there. Um, uh, she's going to be teaming up with the guy who did uh, Klaus, the uh, uh, the origin of um santa claus where he's like you know like a nordic warrior or whatever oh. grant morrison uh that's gonna be really great sorry we hadn't got any comic talk in i just needed something uh, sure. to to come up with and uh so there was that uh as for this season uh shout out to the players and the players only yes for this and the sacrifices that they were willing to make to entertain us uh they're all great. Uh, I love them all. Um, uh, all administration and management and members of the NCAA, though, otherwise, uh, get fucked. Yeah, by the way, the NCAA uh, tabled their discussion on uh, allowing people to use their likenesses uh, about an hour before the game kicked off, which was a very good news dump by them. Uh, but we see you. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> like you We see you. We hear you. You're not validated. Um, I, I don't live your truth. Your truth sucks. Uh, 
please learn uh, a better truth. Uh, we don't like you. Uh, I got very little enjoyment out of the season, although it did bring me one of the funnier Michigan State over Michigan victories ever. Um, so, you know, that was amusing. But, uh, yeah, mostly a pretty bad time. Uh, didn't really watch, didn't get invested in too many other storylines or just other games uh, outside of our own podcast purview like in yep. Hollywood. Like, I didn't even... I don't think I watched an Alabama game until the SEC title. Like, or I watched some of the Ole Miss game, and like that was it. Uh, so when Devonte Smith, when they're like, "This guy's win the Heisman," I was like, "Who?" I've really not followed. Like, it was just a weird thing to look at. Uh, weird year on my Saturdays. Uh, I, I mean, it was not. A- I thought I would just get totally inured to it and just be like I always am in the fall, and then it just didn't. Really occurred. There uh, were too many people at the game last night. Too many people I, at the game. Uh, I was getting uncomfortable and anxious, and then there were. And like, they would always cut to Bama fans with their masks off. Uh, yep. Also, shout out uh, the city of Tuscaloosa for pouring into the streets um, after your team won its sixth championship in twelve years. I'm sure you need to savor that moment. Um, you know, congratulations to Ian that it wasn't Columbus doing that this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I genuinely, <laughs> when I saw that photo, I thought for a moment I was like, I might be happy we lost. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> like that was the level of like, you know, oh, what a fucking nightmare world we live in. Yeah. But we will return in some capacity to continue to entertain you as this ongoing pandemic. Yeah. Because we got nothing he- else to do. Yeah, we're here for you. We're here with you. Even if for those of you who like our voices but don't like sports, we'll be doing some more uh, entertainment stuff over the course of the year. Uh, yeah, we'll be back to do that. And before we depart, I you know I, I have a parting gift to my co-hosts, which is after uh, after winning Better Know a Big Ten coach, it's now my turn uh, to allow them into my own mind palace, uh, a much grimier and darker and more aggressive version of Ian's mind palace. Uh, as we alluded to last week, after taking Ian's X Men quiz, I want to give Ian and Steven a quiz on extreme metal my biggest knowledge base uh, that I have. Uh, it'll have a similar format. It's going to be multiple choice. Uh, do you guys want to team up or not? Yes, Ian. Absolutely. Uh, what does extreme metal mean? I mean, extreme metal, it's just like, it's mostly a death metal quiz, but I threw in a couple of black metal related things that's, too. You're not going to need to know genres. No, I'm not going to do anything stupid like that. Yeah, like, well, I also, I just was like, is that different? Because when you had previously said death metal, I needed to know if there was a difference before. Yeah, Just had extreme, to get the extreme is it's an umbrella term for the more aggressive subgenres of metal that tend to have like harsh vocals and uh, things of that nature. Uh, but it's mostly going to be death it's metal. Preposterous. Uh, but I have six questions for you. Uh, they are all multiple I just, choice. I just want to eat crab rangoon. Like I just think you can't get it here. Is that related? Yeah, I said that's it preposterous. Is, it is related. Said you said things. You said things of that oh. nature, and then Ian said that's preposterous. Oh, okay. So yes, it I is was, related. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, even thinking. He was picking up what I was throwing down. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, let's get started. Question number one: Which Florida city became the cradle of American death metal in the late '80s and early '90s thanks to Morrison Studios? Is it A. Orlando, B. Miami, C. Jacksonville? Or D, Tampa. Uh, Which Florida city is going to be the most death metal in the 80s? 
was okay. I it was just or- I can't. Hold on. It was o- it was Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, and Miami. Okay, it's Orlando definitely is not the Miami. funniest. It's Orlando is not the Miami. funniest. We can Miami, Miami is the least likely. It's so not are we, Miami. We're not. Are we doing team or are we doing separate? Do what do you want to do? We yeah. I, we, should, we should do separate. We should do separate. Okay. I, okay. I don't know if we can agree on it. Because this was this was the you know it was multiple choice that was the thing that held us up. So last you're time. Com- so you're competing. Okay. Yeah. That's let's fine. compete. Let's compete. I think Tampa. I also think Tampa. You're both correct. It is Tampa. Hey! hey. The home of Burns and Morrison Studios. Tampa produced such bands as Morbid Angel uh, and Obituary. Several bands from places like upstate New York moved down to Tampa to record at Morrison. And then really just West Central Florida in general became a wider thing. Like Death Mm -hmm. are from Altamont Springs, which is more of an Orlando suburb, but they're affiliated with Tampa. The the my logic behind it was I feel like if it was Orlando or Jacksonville I would have heard you like say at least something about that a few times. <laughs> yeah, when we were going on about Duval. Tampa is the least funny of these. Is this is the thing? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh-huh. why it seemed the most likely. The rest of them are so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, Miami really just had cynic. Uh, I can't think of anyone from North Florida um, in the death metal sphere. Question two. Which of these northeastern death metal bands is not real? Oh. A. <laughs> immolation. B. Incantation. C. Suffocation. Or D. Inhalation. Isolation. In temptation. <laughs> I mean, that was just you two's bad. Uh, inhalation is a bad name for a band, so I pick inhalation. I'm going with suffocation. Uh, the correct answer is inhalation. I Damn made it. them up. Uh, I had trouble coming up with a fake Asian name because I kept looking up ones on Metal Archives that kept being real bands. Um, <laughs> like, so I tried exhalation. I tried exhalation first. There were three of them. I didn't check where they were from. But were they from uh, the Northeast? It doesn't I, I matter. Didn't, I we didn't don't check. need to get into the... Uh, the there are three yeah. exhalations. I tried exhumation. I was like, that's probably someone. And there were like 15 exhumations. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought about striation. And I was like, I wonder if they remember what striation means. Like... From I don't. biology Isn't class, it, it, it's in your uh, muscles, it, muscle striation. Okay. Yeah, which I could have been more realistic. I was thinking uh, of stratification. Yeah, so Stephen is up two to one now. Uh, for the record, immolation is from Yonkers, New York. Incantation is from Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and suffocation are from Long Island. Um, question three. This is a black metal one. Which infamous fact about the Norwegian black metal band Mayhem, chronicled in a book, a documentary, and a film starring Rory Culkin, am I making up? A. After their vocalist committed suicide by shotgun, their guitarist took photos of his corpse, which were used on an album cover, and also took some of the skull fragments to make necklaces. B. The members participated in the serial arson of several historic churches. C. The band exhumed real skeletons to use on stage during live shows. Or D. The bassist stabbed the guitarist to death, went to prison, and became a far-right YouTube guy and Twitter personality. C. The dug-up skeletons to use on stage. Um, what was the first one again? After the vocalist committed suicide by shotgun, their guitarist took photos of his corpse, used them on an album cover, and also took some of the skull fragments to make necklaces. I'm going with that one. Unfortunately for you, Ian, that really happened. Uh, Steven is correct and is up three to one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I, I have heard, I've heard a lot about this band, uh, and I knew. I I could have sworn they actually burned churches. Yeah. They do. 
They he did. said they exude, but they did not exhume skeleton to use them on stage, which was C. Oh, sorry, was, I thought that was what C was when he had said that. Yeah, no, they burned churches. So did emperor. So did everyone in, in Norway in that time. I uh, sorry. Yeah, no, I thought I thought that was what C was when he had said that one. But yes, uh, their vocalist who went by the name Dead uh, blew his brains out, left a note that said like "Sorry about all the blood," and then Euronymous came, took pictures of it. Was rumored to have also made stew out of his brains, which is not true. Uh, gave necklaces Mike? of his bone fragments to people okay, but, that he thought were worthy, okay, but, and then later Varg Vikern stabbed him to death, went to prison, and became a far right YouTube guy. I knew that one. Okay, but who did? Okay, but who did Snopes ask if he made brains? <laughs> I was. I is was the ex- question. I was expecting. Snopes sadly, did not exist before Euronymous was murdered by Varg. Uh, I was expecting actually <laughs> Travis to, for this to be the thing where it's like they did use the photos, but they didn't use the skull. Like you no. know. It was, Although the photos technically were used on a bootleg, I don't know. It's I'm gonna, I'm gonna contest this then. Okay, I'm calling the league office. I mean, either way, they didn't uh, exhume skeletons. Next question. Stage. That's not real. Question four: Which pair of northern European cities are the respective homes of the buzzsaw guitar style of death metal popularized by Entombed, Dismember, and Grave, and the melodic death metal subgenre popularized by At the Gates, In Flames, and Dark Tranquility? Is it A. Amsterdam and Rotterdam? B, Stockholm and Gothenburg, C, Helsinki and Espoo, or D, Oslo and Bergen? Uh, that one would be, I believe, um, my people um, of Gothenburg. And uh, I thought it turned out you were from Holland. No, no, I'm still incredibly Swedish. Okay. You um, also had some Dutch. It was, no, it was the thing where it was part that we thought was like French. It turned out it was from Holland, and then I was like, oh, I'm... <laughs> I'm Dutch, isn't, isn't that, that weird? weird? <laughs> you know, and all yeah. the Netherlands and all of that are you. No, no, no. Like, I am still a quarter Swedish, and my family is from Gothenburg. So that is okay. why I'm picking that one. To rep okay. uh, noted Gothenburg musicians, like, whatever those bands were that might be from Gothenburg, and Jens Lechman. <laughs> also, this is literally just, I, I could believe any European city, so I picked yeah. Gothenburg. Because, what was the other one okay. on that one, too? Was it Stockholm? Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. So what, so what are the two types Buzzsaw uh, yeah, I mean, the, the real type of the first one, the name that they use for it involves the name of the country, so I didn't use it, but, like, it's famous for, like, a certain really unique, distinct guitar tone, and then melodic death metal uh, is from the other city. But basically, is this the Netherlands, Sweden, Finland, or Norway? Why don't I go? I'm just going to say Finland, because, you know, why not? Uh, not because it is, in fact, Sweden. Uh Back on the board, baby! Probably the most important metal-producing country uh, in death metal. Finland has the most metal bands per capita, so it is a good guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's Sweden. So it's, For my ancestors! It's three For my to, family! Three to two now? Yeah. Question five. So which, of the, lead. which of these real musicians is not a member of the Canadian band Blasphemy? Is it A, Nocturnal Grave Desecrator and Black Winds? Is it <laughs> B? Is that that's one, one guy? guy. Wait, that's one guy. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to have to you say that slower. There's nocturnal, there. gra- nocturnal Grave Desecrator and Black Winds. What Desec- did you miss? Desecrator, yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. That's A. Is it B, Ominous Fugue? O-M-E-N-O-U-S. <laughs> C, Ace Gustapo Necrosleezer and Vaginal Are Commands. You... 
Are you fucking kidding me? Or Ace D. Wait, 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 wait. Ace Gestapo Necro Sleezer and yes. Vaginal Commands? Yes, that's C. Or what D. He play? Or D, Color of the Storms. I'm going with B because it was the it was the it was only two words. I think Color of the Storms doesn't work in this band, so I'm gonna go with D. Uh, the correct answer is B. Ominous Fugue is the bassist uh, from Portal. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and it was literally the only one that did not sound like a weird title that, like, Gorka <laughs> would have given himself. Other members of Blasphemy include Three Black Hearts of Damnation and Impurity, Death Lord of Abomination and War Apocalypse, Black Priest of the Seven Satanic Rituals, The Traditional Sodomizer of the Goddess of Perversity, and Bestial Savior of the Undead Legions. I'm sorry, Bestial Savior of the Undead Legions? There are too many members of... What is this? This is is over time, not all at once. Is this the arcade fire of Uh, fucking... They didn't have all these people at once. They they only have like four people at once, but over the... The band's existed for 30 years. Bestial Savior of the Undead Legions? Yes. Okay, so yeah, that would be like, I am Gorka! You know, (laughs) Dragon of Budapest! Bestial Savior of the Undying Legions! Yeah. Uh, it's not dying and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's three to three now, I believe. Woo! Rally, rally. I'm going to fuck uh, it up now. All right. So final question. A fun one. Which band has a cameo in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Oh, no. <laughs> a, Morbid Angel, B, Death, C, Cannibal Corpse, or D, Obituary? I just, I can't go with anything but Cannibal Corpse because... You know what? I don't. I, my answer doesn't have a reason. Cannibal Corpse. Ace Ventura Pet Detective is set in Miami. All of these bands are from Florida. Um, okay. Well, thanks for fucking undercutting. Like you're like you might be trying to spin some logic. Let me just take the take it right out of the knees. Um, Cannibal Corpse is the one that feels the most like would be in a movie that features Jim Carrey based entirely on its name. But if I pick Cannibal Corpse, then that means at best Steven and I can tie. And that's a coward's no, that means move. That means no matter what we tie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, only if... No, that means we tie. No, we're, we tie, we tie either way. Because we have the same no- score right now. Yeah. Either we're both so right or we're both wrong. Move. Or, oh, right, 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 right. right. That's a okay. coward's move. Even if I think that could be right. But it doesn't matter. I don't know any of these things. I'm going with Morbid Angel. Steven, you are the winner of yeah! this game. I should have just done it. Cannibal Corpse, uh, the most popular death metal band of all time, is in Ace Ventura playing their signature tune, Hammer Smashed Face. Jim Carrey was supposedly a fan. He really liked how over the top they were. Um, they were a band that was frequently like targeted by like PMRC-type organizations because of their graphic uh, lyrics, album covers, etc. Uh and yes, they appear in the middle of that movie. He like bursts into it, the middle of them playing a show somewhere and then quickly leaves. I mean, Steven only got two wrong. Got to make the quiz more difficult Steven next time. Steven only got two wrong. <laughs> Steven apparently knows I, a lot. I got, I got three wrong. There were seven questions. There, there were six. Six questions. Oh, whoops. I got two wrong. Wow. Yeah, you only got questions. There were uh, times where we both answered the same. We both answered Tampa. Is that makes sense? You both answered Tampa. That makes sense. So yes, Stephen wins four to three. Congratulations, you are an honorary metalhead. Uh, 
I will be I will be sending you Morbid Angel CDs in the mail. Uh, I don't know. I'm moving. One day we'll get, so one day we'll get I'll give you my it. new. I'll give you my new address. <laughs> I'll make you a playlist. Okay. Steve? No. Stephen used his greatest skill, which is deciding, uh, which was saying it first. Which then I was like, well, I can't say that same one because if I say that same one, then like we're gonna split the point, and it just it worked every time. Every time it worked. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. All right. Can't well. wait to give you guys a quiz on SpongeBob. <laughs> That'd be exciting. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be lines, and it's gonna be the same line four times with minor differences, and only <laughs> one of those will be correct. <laughs> it's like was it it is or it's in this line? I'm like fuck off. <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for making it through another season, uh, season three, the dumbest right. season yet. Big dumb ten. Last season of football ever. Ideally, football but probably not. Uh, yeah, thanks to John Massey for our theme song, Mr. Relevant. Uh, you can find John's music at siloschoice.bandcamp.com or upstairsuk.bandcamp.com. Thanks to Aaron Folk for our graphic, and thanks, as always, most importantly, to our wonderful producer on this season, Matt Isiani. We couldn't do it without you. Who, uh, yeah, next time you listen to this podcast, it's likely that Matt will be uh, on it. So if you miss that, that voice... Which you're, I do. I miss that voice. For a treat. It'll in probably be in a new feed, the one that we're doing, but Yeah, I suppose I suppose maybe if 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 we do put it in a new feed, we should release like a five minute thing of us being like, Hey Pilot, uh, it's just we'll just put that we'll, we'll feed drop. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, we'll figure we'll it out. That. All of this um, will be we'll be making out. direct threats to Ellen Sutton Wall. Um, we will be back came up with in some first. capacity. Goodbye and farewell. <clears throat> See ya. All right, listeners, sorry, I forgot to say the most important thing, so it's just me here, Ian, as a postscript. Love you, Travis. Love you, Stephen. And most of all, on your love ham.